Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. This is episode number three. I am Master Wife. And I'm Master Joe. And our topic today is going to be about maintaining those relationships that we talked about last time, right? Yeah, yeah. Last time we kind of talked about how to uh, engage with new people, break the ice, if you will, and, uh, you know, talked about some tips and tricks that you can use to do that. Although one thing that we didn't talk about are some outlets that you could use to meet new people. Yes, yes. Well, as you know, we said that you can meet new people by um, finding events in your community that Mm -hmm. um, you have an interest in, such as cooking, gaming, of course. That's what we're all about. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very large. Uh, into the gaming. Into the gaming. Into I, the gaming. I am very much so a part of the the gaming. But yeah, you can, uh, there's actually different sites like meetup.com, which is a great site. Yeah, meetup is really good. You used that before? Well, uh, for salsa, there's a salsa meetup group. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. always tell me like where the, you know, where stuff's happening every week, where the where the clubs are and what events are going on. Yeah, they have different, like, if you're into board games or yep, yep, yep. any other type of video games, they have different groups for that. They also have groups for, like, running or any other sports or activities. Mm-hmm. Healthy gamers, guys. You got to yes, make healthy. sure you're exercising Maintain now. being fit. And you got to work out those hands. Yes, work those hands. Well, you got the hands and the controller most of the time, the I keyboard. Guess so. But, you know, you got to work those legs and stuff. Work yes. your butt. Yes, yes. <laughs> But now, like, since we talked about different ways of meeting new people, now we need to understand how we can maintain those relationships and how they can further flourish. But before we get into our topic today, we are going to start with our major heart piece of the week. And Master Joe is going to begin. All right, cool. So my major heart piece of of the week actually came from today. I want to say the major heart pick of today. Uh, So I got my hair cut. Got my haircut, and those of you that follow me on the Twitter or the Facebook uh, would have seen me post a picture of my haircut, as I usually do, and I just always say, how's my hair? So I posted that up. I got a nice uh, high-top fade representing my, my 90s uh, throwback hip-hop house party, and uh, I got, yeah, got a little, little kid in play in me right now. <laughs> more kid. Well, no, more play than kid, actually. Kid's thing is, like, freaking super high. It's like a skyscraper. But at any rate, <laughs> I posted that up, and that was maybe a couple hours ago. It's gotten 30 likes and stuff, or more than that, but uh, just all these people commented on it, which is pretty rare, uh, and they're just saying, oh, you look nice, and oh, this is great, oh, you know, shoot, this is cool, um, cool haircut, bro, that master fresh, but then some of them were putting up really funny pictures and just saying stupid stuff, and it really made me laugh, so... May feel good. Uh, we have one that says, uh, "Let's see." Uh, they put a picture of uh, Will Smith from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's kind of like that. It's not that high. Another person put a picture of the kid from Hey Arnold. So it's it's funny stuff like that. But it made me laugh. So you guys gave me a heart piece. I appreciate that. Uh, I like my hair, and I'm glad <laughs> you guys like it too. Well, a major heart piece that I saw that was done by someone else. Uh, recently, a lot of people have graduated this oh, yeah. past weekend. Lots so, congratulations yeah. to all the graduates. May you have lots of money and success. <laughs> yes, and and ease yes. of easy, easy time getting a job. 
and getting rid of loans. Yes. Oh, may the loans be ever in your favor. <laughs> My goodness. Um, but uh, one person prepared different care packages for the graduate students that um, graduated from different universities. And in these care packages, there were examples of resumes, cover letters, and things of that nature that could help them, I guess, transition into their next step in their life. So I thought that was a major heart piece that someone gave to others. Very cool. Very cool. That's a lot of important stuff that you need to know after college that a lot of people don't um, spend a lot of time talking about. So definitely good to have that information. Helps you get in a jab. Yes. A job is important there. because there's, you know, a lot of people with degrees, but they're not able to get jobs in their degrees. All right. Let's make this more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for spending all four of those years in college. Now, let's see if you can work in Wendy's. What's that? You got a master's degree? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Call center will hire you. Oh. Uh, too soon. Personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> However, now we're going to just talk about how we maintain those relationships, starting with... Yeah, on to... Sims. Yes, the Sims. On to the main topic of the day. Uh, you'll notice, uh, in our given our title, we're going to be talking about the Sims quite a bit today. So, now, if you haven't played the Sims, let me break it down really quickly. Uh, if you either live under a rock or are born in the year 2014... Um, <laughs> basically, The Sims is a life simulator. Uh, it comes from the people that originally made SimCity, and the idea was, rather than having this giant city that you manage and do a city simulation with, what if we looked at the neighborhood and the house and then the people in the house? And thus was born The Sims. So the whole objective in the game is you create a person and you basically take them through life. You can get a job. You can, you know, upgrade your house from being this, you know, lowly slum apartment style thing uh, to being this glorious, you know, illustrious estate mansion. Uh, you can work your way up the the ladder in your career, starting off as a, you know, lowly pizza delivery guy and molding into a, you know, crime lord of money bags and bank robbery skills or something that's i was a crime person when i started the sims <laughs> they paid the most on like the base level job guys don't be a criminal okay only in the game all right not in real life don't don't rob banks for real that's don't do that um but yeah the sims is super fun a lot of people love it because it's such a it's it's life the way you want it you basically play god and you you know control these sims you can even turn off their free will if you wanted to, even though that's a prop. That's a bad idea because whenever I did that, they like had to pee everywhere and everything suffered because they they actually do automate some of their things themselves. Uh, they have several meters, uh, like I mentioned. They have one for bathroom. Or they need to go to the bathroom. They have one for hunger. Uh, they have one for friendship, which we're going to talk about, and you know, fun and social meters, all this type of stuff, which are real things that we deal with in real life. Like when you're feeling lonely, you want to go out to. You know, be around some friends. If you're feeling hungry, you want to eat. If you're feeling you got a wee wee, you got to go to the bathroom. So it's a life sim. It's fantastic. If you haven't played it, there's four of these games out now from Sims 1 to Sims 4. And they all handle their friendship meters, which we're going to talk about now a little bit differently. 
Don't you guys love those friendship meters? They help you maintain your friendships in The Sims. They tell you when you're messing up. They tell you when you're doing good. They give you a really nice representation of where you are with a person Mm -hmm. on the friendship level. And I'm sure a lot of us would love to kind of be able to see those little green and red, you know, diamonds over our friend's head to figure out, okay, just how are we doing here? How are we doing? Uh, (laughs) I know that would help me out a lot sometimes, too. Because you can't always read people's minds. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know if you're doing something good or you're doing something bad unless they tell you. Yeah, and they don't always do that. So, the friendship meter. Now, I was a big fan of the original Sims. I I was playing Sims since Sim 1. And then uh, I played, you know, all the expansions for Sims 1. And then Sims 2 uh, came out. And I got into that, and then once the time Sims 3 rolled around, I was like, oh, it's taken me like half a day just to customize my person. (laughs) I think that I'm going to bow out now. It's too complicated for me. And they went online, right? Sims 3 or Sims 2? I think Sims 3 was the first to go online, but I know Sims 4 has some online capabilities. Um, But at any rate, it's... It's a fantastic game, lots of fun. And with the friendship meter, they all kind of worked that a little bit differently. So uh, I'm going to take you through it and we'll kind of pick up on the little changes. In the original Sims, it was as simple as it ever got. You had one meter, it went from zero to 100, and it told you, you know, what was going on with, with your buddies. It was very simple. When you pass a certain threshold, you increased your relationship with them to the next level. Or if you, you know, treated them badly, then you'd have people that didn't like you. Um, but zero to 100. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I got that wrong. It's negative 100 to 100. Not zero to 100. Because I'm like, we well, have to have time for enemies. I just I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so negative 100 to 100 is where it ran. In The Sims 2... You had two meters. So you have one of them, which is the relationship meter, which kind of functioned the same way as they did in Sims 1. Then they added this new thing called the lifetime relationship meter. And once again, we're in the you know negative 100 to 100 type scale. And they really broke it down. I mean, we actually have a nice little chart here uh, that shows where or at what point percentage you would then, you know, your relationship would change. So when you first meet people, you're at zero. And then you can either go to acquaintance or you can go all the way down mm-hmm. into enemy or you can keep going up the ladder into friends, best friends and, you know, crush and love and all that type of stuff. The lifetime meter uh, was a separate meter that kind of built up slowly uh, and went down very, very, very slowly. Whereas the friendship meter uh, was pretty rapid, you know, it would change and fluctuate. But the lifetime meter was very constant and, and uh, pretty steady. And because of that, The Sims 2 is probably the most realistic uh, to real life. But we'll come back to that in just a second. In The Sims 3, uh, they removed the points. So there was no longer a number attached to the relationship bar. And you only had one meter again, like in the original Sims game, that just tracked your relationship. Uh, In The Sims 4, which is the newest iteration of the game, they brought back the second meter. So you had two again. It's like they couldn't make up their mind. One a meter or two meters? I don't know. Uh, you had the friendship meter and then the romance meter. And one common theme across all of the games, but definitely more fleshed out in The Sims 4, is that the more, uh, the fuller that your meter is, 
then the more interactions you can unlock with other people. So if you're, you know, if I'm interacting with Master Wife and we just met, I have a certain set of basic options that I can mm-hmm. I can do. If our relationship increases and the meter gets fuller between the two of us, because it, it varies person to person, then I'll have more options that I can choose to interact with Master Wife. So that's kind of how it went. Now, coming back to The Sims 2, why this one is the most realistic, um, you have the relationship bar and the lifetime bar. We've all had situations, well, most of us anyway, where you'll have one friend or a couple friends that are like these just very consistent friends. I brought this up uh, last episode where my friend had sent me the um, email that was my heart piece of the week last week and how I said that we could just, if we started talking right now, it'd be like we never stopped talking. We'd just pick up right where we left off and we'd be able to go and everything would be fine. That's like a lifetime friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a meter that gets built up over time. And you get to this level where you don't even have to talk to the person every day. But even if you don't do that, you are, you know, still just great friends and you maintain this this relationship, even though you haven't really done too much together. Uh, One of my friends is actually overseas right now in South Korea serving with the armed forces. And uh, this is one of my old high school buddies. Well, even beyond that, we went to elementary school and middle school together, too. Um, So I've known him a long, long time. We've been friends forever. But he's been over there in the, in the military in South Korea for a long time now. And, you know, we went to college. We moved around. Uh, we lived in different states. We lived in the same state. And then he got in the military. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen him in person for a couple of years now. But And I talked to him very minimally. There's a big time difference between here and uh, South Korea. It's about 12 hours, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for us to get together and talk and do things. But whenever we do, it's like... It's like nothing ever happened. It's like there's no space in between us at all. We just, oh, man, oh, shoot, yeah, that's crazy. You know, we just pick up immediately. Um, And that's really nice. But we have this lifetime friendship meter that's kind of been built up uh, so we'd be able to do that. Then on the more effective level, what we're going to be talking about today is the relationship meter. It's it's the things you do to keep putting, you know, points into that lifetime meter. So in The Sims, the way you do that, is you meet somebody, like I said, you'll be at zero. You know, maybe your very basic interactions are you can chat with them, you can tell a joke, you could um, play the guitar or do some kind of group activity and they would come over and kind of enjoy it with you. Uh, You could play pool or, you know, do something like that. Swim. A very basic level uh, interaction. And then as you do that, you'll get some points into your relationship meter and then you'll get a couple points in your lifetime meter. And that keeps going. Now, say that you, you know, you did that one day. You had a party. Somebody came over to your Sims house and you did that one day. You got a big, you know, relationship boost of everybody in that first meter. But then you didn't see them for a while. In the Sims, that counts against you. So that meter will start to go down. Um, You know, say if I had Master Wife over the house and then I didn't see her in the game for two weeks. uh, We probably back at square zero at just, Mm -hmm. you know acquaintances even though we had a great time the first time or whatever in the house playing all the games if you don't maintain that relationship in the early stages it just goes it just falls back to being neutral or it can get worse and get into you know indifference or some of those things uh, and it makes it more difficult so you have to kind of keep those relationships and the sims is a particularly great game at simulating that because on the one hand you can kind of zero in on just one person and kind of create a best friend out of them by just talking to them every day, calling them on the phone, you know, and just and doing that whole deal. 
But oftentimes in The Sims, depending on what your career is, you have to have a certain number of friends to progress in your career. So then you get in a situation where you're juggling friends, you're trying to have more people over at the same time so you can talk to them. Um, you know, only group activities are spread out through everybody, but the, the rate that the bar increases in a group activity is less than when you're doing something one-on-one with someone. So you have to do this kind of balancing act in this game. And it's, it's a lot like real life because what do you have in real life? You have the pressures of work, you have the pressures of school, you have the pressures of, you know, your responsibilities, travel, schedules, trying to line up with people. One of the benefits of The Sims is you never have to worry if you're friends at work, you know? Well, actually you do. You can call them and they'll be at work. (laughs) But if you're home, chances are, depending on what their job is, once you figure it out, if they're not working, they're not busy, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like you call them and you know they're not off work. Yeah, they'll come over, you know? Like if your relationship is good enough, they'll, yeah, sure, I'll come over. Um, And they're always available. No, it's not the same in real life. So it's tough. You have this balancing act, you know? Um, Like I was telling you guys, when I was out of college, I had to kind of balance between my really weird scheduled job where I'm working weekends and I get you know, these two disconnected days off on Tuesday and Thursday. And it's difficult to line that stuff up, you know, but you're trying to juggle that juggle all those friendships so you can try to stay uh, in tune with yourself. So I really like the game, The Sims, as it teaches that type of lesson. Uh, It it really is, as it true to its name, a life simulator. (laughs) Uh, I know a lot of people play and they just want to build a big house, you know, or Mm -hmm. like put in the rosebud code and get all the money. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, build floating houses with, like, the columns. I used to take the columns and uh, put them down on the first floor and then build a second floor. And then the other, I'd go back out and remove the columns and the second floor would still stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have, like, a staircase that you find. Or they like to, you know, just torture your sims and put them in the pool and take the ladder out or whatever. <laughs> like, But there are actually some really useful uh, core themes in the game based around just friendship. I mean, it handles everything from your career to family life to getting married and all that type of stuff. But just in friendship, there's so much gold that transfers over to the real world. It's crazy. One of the things that I would always get into, because I was raised in a family where I had two older brothers. So we always had, you know, this three amigos type thing going on. And three is an odd number. So when we were trying to do things together, it kind of got a little difficult. Like we'd want to play a game together or something like that. And if you ever had a family in The Sims where you have three kids or you put three people in a house, you'll notice a lot of the activities are suited for even numbers of people, you know, Um, except for maybe sitting on a couch, you know, something like that. But if you're playing the game legit, then you can't just go buy whatever you want. You kind of have to work with what you have. So things like playing chess, you know, which is good for your friendship and good for your career because you're building your intelligence uh, skill. You know, there's certain things you just can't do with three people. And in my house growing up, we had, you know, video games and whatnot, and we'd all want to play them together because no one wants to sit out, you know what I mean? But it'd be kind of tough sometimes because what three-player, you know, Super Nintendo game is there? I mean, there are some, but not a lot. Uh, So we would have to modify <laughs> and try to try to make non-multiplayer games multiplayer. We would take turns, uh, you know, trying to beat Super Mario World. Anytime somebody lost a life, you'd pass the controller. Or we would play RPGs like Super Mario RPG 
and we'd each take control of one of the three characters in your party and just pass the controller when it was their turn, you know, and and do things like that. Um, and The Sims is kind of in the same way. You could try to figure out different things to do with three people. It's going to be a lot of group activities. It's going to be a lot of, um, you know, things where you're going to go out in the expansions, like The Sims Vacation, which I had. That was my favorite one. You could take everybody in your house on a vacation and then send them out. And there would be all these crazy locations you'd go to, all these crazy things you could do. You know, everybody can get in the hot tub or go down the slides or whatever. And you can circumvent those types of problems by building up your relationship meter in a group setting. So that being the case, those are some of the things you can transfer over to real life. Maybe you're in a situation where you really have that one potential friend that you want to focus on. Uh, maybe you're not like a super social butterfly or you don't have a you know big apartment that you could just throw a big party in or something like that. But you want to you know, kind of see what your situation is and then respond accordingly you know, to try to maximize your effectiveness in meeting new people and building and forming relationships with them. So a lot of stuff you can learn from The Sims doing that. If you like The Sims, I challenge you to look at it a little bit differently than maybe you have been. There's a lot of nuggets in there that you can pull out and use in the real world. So the next time you invite, you know, Stacy and Sue over to, you know, for dinner, well, maybe you invite Stacy and Sue over in real life for dinner, you know, and kind of get into those type things. But don't take my word for it because Master Wife is going to dig into that in part two yes, of our episode. In part two how you can take what we learned in The Sims and, you know, equate it to real life. Indeed. The life of the reals. Indeed. (laughs) But that's going to be right after this commercial break. It's the day before E3. All of your favorite video game developers are about to unleash an epic barrage of awesome news, premieres, demos, lineups, Shocking announcements. It's going to be amazing. But there's just one problem. You'll be at work, in class, or you'll be at the annual summer basket weaving festival. Just like last year, and the year before that, you'll miss everything. Again. Thankfully, it's not the day before E3, and you don't have to miss everything. Introducing Zero Clone. With Zero Clone, you can create a lifelike paper copy of yourself to use as the perfect decoy, freeing you to catch all the E3 action you can handle. Built from the finest unobtainium, the world's rarest and most non-existent resource, the Zero Clone can perfectly mimic your natural behavior in meetings, in class, at your in-laws' house, even at the DMV. No one will be able to tell the difference between you and this high-tech piece of paper. For a limited time, choose between the standard 8.5 by 11 inch Zero Clone, the 11 by 17 inch model, or our massive 16 by 20 inch heavy duty model, and receive a second Zero Clone absolutely free. What's that? We never mentioned the price? Don't worry about it. Never miss E3 again with Zero Clone. Zero Clone is not a real product. If it was, it might become self-aware and try to kill you because clones do that stuff. Welcome back to the Heart Peace Podcast, where we've been talking about The Sims, meeting people, and how to build our friendship meter. And now I'm going to talk about how to apply that in real life. 
And so you can meet all the people in the world and at your job, at work, at different events. But if you don't really run with those relationships, then they're just, you're basically just meeting people. And so I'm going to talk about different ways we could potentially, you know, build those relationships and increase our friendship meter. Okay, cool. So once you've met people who you seem to be clicking with, you can ask them to hang out or do something out of the situation of where you first met them. For example, like if you met someone at work or at an event or at someone else's house, then you want to think of something where the person can hang with you outside of, you know, work or anywhere you've met them. Mm. Because like Master Joe specified in um, The Sims, there is an acquaintance phase where you're first meeting that person, you're kind of getting to know them. However, if you do not maintain that communication with that person that you met, then your friendship meter can decline. And so that is why we're talking about different ways to keep those relationships going or the juices flowing. The juices flowing. The juices. All right, cool. We're all sausages now. <laughs> so much juice, man. Yeah, so one of the ways that... I'm a steak patty. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a juicy burger. Yes, you're a juicy burger. I'm a juicy Bob burger. Because the juices can run dry. And then you're in a drought, so I'm just saying. Drought, dry burger. A burgers. social drought. Dry bones. Bam. Dry bones. Oh, social drought. I see what you did there. Yes, you see what I did there? You got to keep your social juice flowing. Yes, so you won't end up in a drought. Yeah. Yeah. Into you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's another game <laughs> that we'll probably bring up <laughs> somehow. 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 But one of the ways that we like to maintain our relationships, our friendships, is by throwing gaming parties. Yeah. I like a throw of the game and the parties, mom. Yes. Yes, because games are... A, a fantastic way. Yes, a great way to get to know people, to work with each other within a team, and so you're building like this bonding between each other, and it kind of creates a comfortable environment for you to get to know each other. So one of the games that we like to play that is a really good group game that you can invite people over for is like Mario Party. We love to play Mario Party. Yo, Mario Party 10 is amazing. Yes. That'll teach you how to make relationships and also break relationships. Yeah. The Bowser mode. All right. So the Bowser mode of Mario Party is the is the best one because you can play with five people in that. The other mode the you can new, only play with four. This is the newest Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party. Party 10. Yeah. Um... There's there's a couple modes of that. So you have the amiibo mode, where you, if you have Nintendo amiibo, you can scan them into the gamepad, and everyone can kind of choose which you know Mario Super Mario family amiibo they'd like to be. So Toad, Luigi, Mario, um, Rosalina, some of the other characters, Peach, um, and it's a four player variant where you then are playing this like really virtual like it's true to the sense of the word virtual board game um where the little tokens are going around the tv screen and whatnot it's fun uh the bowser mode you got five people one of you is bowser and the others are you know trying to survive long enough to reach the goal and bowser's just trying to ruin everyone's day and take all their hearts and then you have a more traditional Mario Party mode, which was kind of like it was in Mario Party 10, where everyone travels together in this cart and tries to go through the level, and whoever has the most stars at the end wins. Yes. So, low That's key, working together, but there's other 
portions or segments of that game, Mario Party, where you're kind of playing against each other. So it teaches you to handle conflict resolution. Yeah. Yeah, it will teach you that. You'll learn something about conflict resolution because it will bring up conflict, which doesn't always make it the best game for uh, certain people. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's true. You kind of have to have a a good sense of people's sensibilities, how serious they take games and, you know, but eh, depends on who you know. Yeah. And there's Mario Kart as well. Mm -hmm. A little less key. Mario Kart is a lot of fun. Um, they added the uh, 200cc mode now. So that, like, if you were bad at Mario Kart, well, now everyone's bad at Mario Kart <laughs> because it's too fast to control. Yes. You can actually win the game by not, like, going full speed. Like, they suggest that you use the brake. And I have found that it's pretty daggone important, and some of those levels anyway, to use the brake. Yes, use the brake. Yes, not the boost. <laughs> Don't use the boost to get through. Also, StarCraft is a good game to play together. Uh, Master Joe and I used to play that from time to time against the computers. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of these games, you can play against each other, but you can also work together. Yep, StarCraft has competitive and cooperative modes. You can be on the same team fighting computers. Um, You can both take a computer ally into the game. Or if you don't even want to play like the regular version of StarCraft, you could play... The community has made so many other variants. There's literally Mm -hmm. a typing game that they've created in StarCraft called Word Wars, I think it is, where in order to defeat the enemies, you have to type the word that's above their head. So maybe you have a friend that's like a stupid fast typer. You know, maybe they don't consider themselves to be a gamer per se, but they type really freaking fast, you know. So maybe you challenge them to a game of Word Wars, just happens to be a game, but it's like a competitive thing and they get into it and you guys are going at it and it's like, you know, they're having fun. So, and isn't there a Tetris game? Like, oh, they have everything Tetris, they have like Tron, Tron Bike Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have everything in uh, that Battle.net. It's insane what they have, the arcade. Just go check it out. And I think StarCraft now is even free to play. So There's also Portal, Portal 2, mm-hmm. which yeah, is also another game. good game. We mm-hmm. haven't played that together. I think you played that by yourself. but I actually played that a little bit with my buddy Nestor. Oh. Yeah, the guy, the um, who's guy been, stationed in Korea. Yep, 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 in the Air Force. Uh, and we played a little bit of that. We both love the puzzle games. Puzzle, or the puzzle games, the Portal games. They are puzzles, <laughs> puzzle <laughs> games. They're a lot of fun, and they they're abstract. They're not um they're they're first person, you know, in the perspective, but they're pretty low stress. There's no time limit. You know, they give you forever to figure out what the puzzles are, and you kind of work it together. So if you have like like I was saying before, if you have only one person, and you're trying to just kind of hang out with that one person, that's a perfect game. Yes, that's a perfect game, and it's also a perfect game for. Like, if you met a person in another state, another friend in another state, you could potentially play the Portal game mm-hmm. That's a good to maintain that relationship. Like, hey, you want to play this game, Portal, with me? Yeah. Also, what's the other game that you play with your friends from Maryland, the Dungeons? Oh, goodness. That's another game. Oh, gosh, that game. I think uh, Steam games, computer games are really good for playing yeah, online. Yeah, no, Steam games are fantastic. So, okay. That game is called... Dungeon of the Endless. <laughs> it's freaking impossible. It has two difficulty modes. Too easy and easy. And too easy, I have never beaten this game on either of those settings. Easy is like, it's basically very hard. And then too easy is like normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but still wow. it's like a, like more on the hard end of normal than the normal end of normal it's so diff- but the cool thing about the game is it combines a lot of different elements so if you have people that are into a variety of different games there's generally something in this game that they'll like it's got roguelike uh, capabilities to it it's got rpg level up capabilities to it it's got um you know the multiplayer aspect you can take four people in in a party and and tackle it it's got strategy built into it it's got turn-based actions built into it in a very in, intuitive way um it's based around these doors in the dungeon every time you open a door that counts as a turn it's got special abilities it's got items equipment a shop it's got a management system it's crazy uh but yeah go check it out on steam dungeon of the endless it's insane yeah, and there's awesome knots and all. There's a the whole awesome lot of. Knots. There are a lot of games that you can play with friends and mm-hmm. people that you're trying to get to know. And so, y'all, uh, so you can have your main focus as being the game and the objective of the game and working together. And so it won't put you in this awkward situation where it's just you and the other person. So it allows for an opportunity to feel comfortable. Yeah, it's really And you'll find, too, like nowadays. With the right, the the resurgence of retro games, you could even do something uh, like we've had all these places cropping up now called barcades uh, where we live. And a barcade is in, in the name, self-explanatory. It's a bar and an arcade all rolled into one. And we actually have three of them now in our area. It used to just be one, and then another one cropped up, and then another one cropped up, and they're incredible. They have all these old arcade games like from the golden age of arcades back in the 80s, um, early 90s, and well, not early 90s, really really late 70s and 80s, 80s primarily, but you know, your Pac-Mans, um, both of them, Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man, <laughs> uh, the, you know, Turtles in Time, Street Fighter, Skee-Ball, for people who like Skee-Ball, uh, Time Crisis, just like, well, Time Crisis is definitely a newer arcade game but all these fun 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 games and it's a great place even for adults like where do we go to meet people it's, mm-hmm. it's weird like nowadays i don't know maybe your your apartment's too small or it's dirty or you know you're embarrassed about it or it's not you know whatever it is well if you have a barcade or some kind of outlet like that you can go to it's a very adult place to be mm-hmm. you know there's not a bunch of kids out. running around mm-hmm. and it's it's got stuff that you'll know you know what i mean so whatever it is if you just get together and game there's a lot of great stuff that can can come of that. Yeah, and one of our friends sent us this great excerpt 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 <laughs> from this book. Expert. Do you know remember the name of this? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is <clears throat> of dice and men. Of dice and men. Yes, it is a, a book sent into us by one of our good good friends. Um and she is very much so into books and this is one that she found that was actually about gamers and gaming and it had this one little excerpt in it yes and it says when a group of people play a game together they enter a sort of alternate reality where friendships form at an accelerated rate in part this is due to the structure of the game itself the players have limited time so things have to move quickly they got a specific goal so they focus on winning and not on the normal rules of social interaction as i stated earlier right those are the odd parts that we kind of get tripped up on like oh god i don't want to say the wrong thing yeah you know the awkwardness of it and as the game picks up the players become engrossed in the experience they stop being anxious scientists and become fighting birds of prey yes (laughs) warrior birds of prey 
Lost in the game, behavioral norms are forgotten and emotional defenses weakens. Players begin to feel and act upon unusually strong impulses. <laughs> I don't know. Strong impulses. Oh, they'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but emotions run high. They keep getting higher. Um, joy, anger, excitement, fear, even the terror of stimulated death. Simulated in, death. Simulated yes. death in games. And this artificially accelerated and emotionally heightened social environment Bonds are forged quickly and forged strong. Yeah, it's a fantastic book if you haven't read it. I, I haven't read it myself I haven't yet, read it, but I might but read it after yeah, this. It sounds it fantastic. interesting. Uh, of Dice and Men, obviously a play of, of Mice and Men. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so great. And those impulses they were talking about, uh, if you've ever flipped a game board over in anger <laughs> or like just shrieked at the thought of, you know, you, you got killed or something in the game, the, you know, those are things that kind of draw out other things you can pick up on with people that you might not otherwise get. Like if you're playing Goldeneye, okay, now I'm talking about Goldeneye 64, not that, mm-hmm. that remake thing that Activision did, the real one. Uh, and you're, you know, you're playing and someone gets the rocket and they you know, blow you up. And let's say that they just have a really great laugh about it and they just think it's hilarious. But it's not like, you know, putting you down. It's just like, oh, man, this this really joyous part just came out of this person and you got to see a little tiny glimpse of it, mm-hmm. you know. Or they did something silly and blew themselves up and they just, you know, had a big laugh about it. Yeah. Um, one game that's like incredibly underrated uh, came out on the Wii U. It was launch title Nintendo Land. That thing has like 12 games in one, but it mm-hmm. has some incredibly good multiplayer games, even to this day. One of my favorites, of course, uh, Master Wife, you already know what I'm going to say. Animal Crossing Sweet Day. Oh, gosh. That game is so much fun, y'all. Oh, my Oh my God, y'all. It's so much oh fun. God. Oh, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. Uh, basically, <laughs> in that game, one player controls the gamepad, while four other characters with the uh, Wii Moat controllers, Wiimote Plus controllers, uh, control these other animals who are trying to steal the candy. Uh, well, I won't say steal it, but they're trying to collect candy in between them. If you're playing a five-player game, these four players have to hold 40 pieces of candy in between them. The trick is the person on the gamepad controls uh, these, well, these officers, I'll call them, these candy police. And your job is to go and tackle the candy thieves. And if you tackle them collectively three times then you win. And it's hilarious because you get people teamed up and they get so into the goal of competing, you know, or working together with their team and then competing mm-hmm. against the candy police. It's it's incredible. I've seen like total strangers get engrossed in this game. Uh when we went over Jinx Cypher's house mm-hmm. and we met her roommates, we all sat down and we played this game. I was a candy thief. And then uh, they were all chasing and they worked. So it was a lot of fun. And then the roommates, they actually figured something out where uh, because of the way the candy police work, the right stick controls one of the two people and the left stick controls the other. So you have to control them simultaneously in tandem. And it's a little funky, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for one person. So they broke it up and said, well, I'll control the left person and you control the right person. So then we had six people playing and it was. You know, it's so crazy. So you got the two candy police working together instead of just one person, the other, all the other. Police. And it's just all these different uh, relationship dynamics were formed. And we got to kind of see, uh, you know, what it was like, all of us having a good time succeeding and competing and cooperating with each other. You know, it's like, where, are you going to get that if you go, like, you know, to the baseball game? 
I mean, you'll get something. Something. I don't something. know if you'll get that level of interaction. You'll get something. Something. But that just goes to show you the power of gaming. When people come together and they play a game, uh, and it doesn't even have to be a video game. Yeah, there's other games. Like, there's tabletop games, which are one of our friends. He loves tabletop games. So uh, we always go over there and hang out together and play these yes. different tabletops. Yes, we mentioned this friend in the first episode. His name is... The James. The James. But in these tabletops, you can work together. There's uh, co-op games where you're, Mm -hmm. for example, there's this game Pandemic, and you're trying to keep the virus from spreading spreading internationally. So everyone kind of plays a role in Yeah, everybody on the team is like a scientist. Scientist or a transporter, like a helicopter Pad oh, cool. player. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought everybody was a scientist. Yeah, they're not not everyone's a scientist. And so yeah, that's also a cool game. Um mm-hmm. tabletop games. And then you have like uh you know, we we throw the your own Christmas party. I don't know. I know it's not video game ish, but I mean there's only all kinds of things you can do. Mm-hmm. You can do and this is I'm gonna pull back from the Animal Crossing episode. You can because in Animal Crossing, you know, the characters, they remember your birthday. They have, like, the little fireworks parties on, like, the actual holidays, 4th of July and, and different things. Christmas, they do something. Yes. And generally what they do is, especially for your birthday, they'll give you a gift. They'll do something. And what do we do at Christmas? We generally give each other gifts, right? Yeah. So our Christmas parties, what we did is we went to, like, a five and below store. And we just bought, you know, hmm, Maybe six, seven, eight things, something like that. It depends on how many guests we have. Yeah, you know, and we we brought them back to the house. We wrapped them up real nice. We put them under our tree that we had that year. And we just had like a secret Santa type party where instead of doing the thing where like, you know, someone goes and picks something and then someone else can steal it, you know, because it's like, ah, that can kind of create some, you know, like you need to know people a little better for you to do something like a dirty Santa party. But we just let them go under the tree and pick a thing. And whatever they picked, they kept it. And then at the end, everybody opened it up and you're like, oh, I got this cool like Lego thing or oh, I got this T-shirt or, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's just fun. You know, it's little fun things you can do like that. You can base it around games if you want, but you don't always have to do that. Yes, you can have a dessert party. Yeah. Gamers are very, you know, we're we're people first. You know, gamers second is always the way I say it. Everyone is, we're all people first. So just because you're a gamer doesn't mean you can only do game things. Yeah, do everything Uh, that you like. mm Mm-hmm. But as gamers, we have access to this really unique and powerful tool in games to connect with each other. Yes. So one of the board games that I love, and I know we're kind of getting to the end here, is Boss Monster. Well, there's actually a couple. Boss Monster is a oh, it's such a good game for gamers. It's a card game. And uh, you, oh, yeah, you didn't actually play this one. I did play it. You did? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, oh, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And no one came to your dungeon. You yes. built this big dungeon and no one came. Uh, and they actually have a Kickstarter out for the second one now. If you go on Google and you search for Boss Monster 2 Kickstarter, it should pop up. But the whole premise of the game is it's like an 8-bit retro card game, themed card game, where you are a boss monster. And, you know, rather than being the hero like we always were, you know, back in the actual games. So it's a card game based around video games of the NES era and, you know, SNES and that kind of 16-bit, 8-bit. And it's a lot of fun. It's four players, so it's good for small groups. Um, And it's, oh gosh, it's so much fun. Definitely try it out or give it a look if you haven't heard of it yet. Boss Monster, good game. Yes. 
So I hope you enjoyed our topic today about main, different ways or approaches to maintain those relationships that you have begun to mm -hmm. build. Yes, and yes. Yes. So just remember to take those friends or those people that you meet through your everyday lives from the acquaintance stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't just let them sit there. You Not know. in the acquaintance stage. Because it's just like meeting someone at work, like I said, where you'll meet somebody at work and they may only be your work friend. You yeah. only see them at work. That's a really common thing. Yeah. So just remember. You got to take that step yes. to, you know, break out of that acquaintance zone to start building up that friendship meter. Yes. That friendship meter. That just friendship like meter, though. Just like the Sam's. That friendship meter. <laughs> that friendship. <laughs> For next week's episode, we're actually going to have our very first special guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a secret. We can't tell you who it is. But, oh, man, I think you all are going to like it. Yes. You're going to like it a lot. I'll give you a hint. <clears throat> gamers Unite. Mm. That's it. Hashtag Gamers Unite. Hashtag Gamers Unite. That's all you get. That's it. No what? more. Well, I hope you enjoyed our episode today, and I hope you will be able to use what we talked about today in your everyday. Yes, go forth and flourish. Yes. Flourish. Flourish, you. Little ones. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flourish, you little ones. Yes. <laughs> flourish, heart our pieces. Heart, yes, our heart pieces. May go you go flourish. forth and spread the love. Spread the love. Spread the love. It's dangerous to go alone. Now go. <laughs> spread the love around your friends, your acquaintances. Yes. Yes. Gandalf. Yes. yes. Command you. Yes. They shall pass, for they are your potential new friends. Yes. I'm waving my hands around now, because <laughs> it seems like what you should do when you talk like this. And until next time, peace out, heart pieces.